News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Del O'Malley, psychotherapist and author. Are, are you surprised by this report? I, I think we're all shocked by it. Are you surprised by it? Uh, I'm not surprised, and I, I I was kind of engaged by what Kira said there because, as a psychotherapist, I've consistently heard really bad reports about CAMS, and each time I think it couldn't be that bad, or sure, surely there's something, and there's definitely some shining lights working within CAMS because I've heard of them. There's yeah, no I'm sure there must be, and, and, and in fairness, you're you're absolutely right to say that because I'm sure there are people listening today who do work in CAMS who are feeling very frustrated, uh, but I, absolutely, there are good people who work in there, there's and no doubt. Those brilliant people, and they're there, are, are carrying something systemically dysfunctional that is allowing an awful lot of young people, and for every young person who's who's kind of got to the point where they're going to CAMS, already a private tragedy is happening. Already they're in, in a very frightening place in their mental health during adolescence, and their parents are doing the right thing. They're going to pay people and saying, this is beyond us, can you help us? And the presumption is, when you're in that very frightening place with your children, that you will get good services and to hear like that there's kind of widespread inappropriate and lacking services is is absolutely terrifying for every family that's involved in this what what is the root of the problem as far as you're concerned is it simply that mental health has been uh, as Kira was saying the cinderella of the irish health services is it that there's no votes in providing mental health services is it a legacy issue is it a combination of all, all the uh, is it the difficulty in getting um, good doctors to go to remote areas? Is it a combination of all those things? I do think it's a combination of all those things. I do think there's something about mental, mental health that it gets pushed back as if it's the soft sciences or something. Like it's, it's, it's kind of pushed back into kind of more vague territory rather than the more tangible, this is what we're going to do for heart, this is what we're going to do for cancer. There's something about mental health that they push it away because it feels like it's less specific. There isn't equipment involved and there isn't very specific kind of, they came in, they were diagnosed and they left because humans are messy. So it's very hard to track mental health, good mental health and services and bad mental health services. It feels very nebulous. But with this report, and I'm really glad the interim report was flagged because it's basically being flagged for a reason, which is we have a crisis here and it needs to be dealt with. And that's why I'm I'm really, really glad that this has been flagged as something that loads of people, psychotherapists, counsellors all over the place are saying, what's going on? Why do people go to CAMS and come out feeling worse or feeling much more powerless than they were when they went in? Uh, uh, listeners text in to say I have two children attending CAMS both have received a great service however I know we're really lucky and that through my work and contact with a different CAM service I'm well aware how lacking it can be and how high the threshold is to be seen uh, the, the the HSE uh, Stella saying that a major improvement uh, process was underway at CAMS and would be driven by a senior clinical operational team should we be confident that that is the case that there will be that improvement? Well, we should be, but we should also follow it incredibly closely because we can't rely on self-reports. 
we need independent reports. We need independent kind of analysis coming in because if we're relying on self-reports, they'll all say that they're they're improving. There's a little bit to be done, but they're improving. And instead, we need independent analysis that come in regularly to, to actually have a look at it. The thing about CAMS, and this is one thing I've really noticed, is you're so at the mercy of who you are kind of assigned and one person has assigned somebody amazing and somebody else has assigned somebody who's really not either doesn't have the time or isn't um being assiduous and committed to the to the case and so the the family are left thinking i think i'm getting enough care but i'm not sure because we're really not improving and there seems to be a lot of passing on it's very very frightening for every family involved it and is. it's a tragedy Stella O'Malley, a psychotherapist and author, thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. Let's bring in Brendan Kelly now, Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College Dublin and author of In Search of Madness. Brendan, I mean, the thing that jumps out at me most of all, I can understand, you know, doctors will make mistakes and it's it's not an exact science by by any means. But I find it hard to understand how you can have children left on medication for up to two years, lost in the system, nobody following up on them. I mean, is that is that a systemic problem? Is that personal failings? Is that a lack of people taking personal responsibility? Well, there's, a, there's an issue across the mental health service, particularly child and adolescent mental health services. And I suppose fundamentally, it's an issue about recruitment and retention of staff. We're looking at a situation where uh, the sort of competition for staff internationally is huge and people are choosing to work in different jurisdictions for various reasons. And once you have that, once you have a shortage of staff or an over-reliance on temporary or locum staff, you start to lose some continuity. Now, in fairness to the HSE, when these reports were brought to their attention, they have taken targeted actions, but there is a systemic difficulty recruiting and retaining staff. And I think that lies at the root of a great number of the problems we're seeing across the health service, not just in child and adolescent uh, mental health services. So, so does that mean that, say, you know, Dr. Shane Coleman or whatever leaves to go abroad or whatever, and the cases that I have been, the cases that I have been dealing with, they, they basically, they fall between two stools. Is that effectively what's happening? Well, there, I mean, effort, huge efforts are made to assign them to somebody new. But when you start getting a succession of locums or a succession of people in temporary positions or even other people covering from other jobs, it becomes very difficult to operate a system in the connected up, seamless and continuous way. I mean, most of us, when we go to the doctor, we like to go for a visit and then maybe a few weeks later, the same doctor who can follow up on things yeah, they said. Of very difficult with a succession of different people to maintain the continuity. And so that's the, one of the key issues that we're seeing here in this report. And I have to say across the health service yeah. is the international competition <laughs> for highly skilled staff. It, it does seem like a problem across the health service. How, how do we solve it or is it solvable? Well, I mean, there's a number of things we can do to solve it. We, we do need to make the, the jobs or the system in which people work more attractive. So there's a vicious cycle going on here. As people leave and aren't retained, then the system becomes less attractive. There are, you know, talks about changing contractual positions, but th- there's a much broader systemic issue as well with sort of pr- pride in the health system. You know, in England, you often hear people say, we work for the NHS. The NHS is the, you know, is the heart of Britain. It's the beating heart of the country. You rarely hear the same kind of 
culture of pride about the Irish health system. And I think that's a much broader issue that we need to work on as well as the recruitment. Just one last text before I let you go, Brendan. Morning, uh, my wife works in CAMS in an inpatient unit in Cork. She's one of the good people on a weekly basis, comes home in tears because of the level of services to the most vulnerable uh, children is so poor. The lack of accountability and leadership shown is appalling. I work in the private sector at a senior leadership level. If what happened in her unit happens in my role, the board would fire the entire management team. Lack of resources is one a- aspect. However, accountability and leadership is significantly lacking. Yeah, I mean, I think the accountability and the leadership part is going to be built up. But, but for that, we absolutely need people and it's so concerning because I know some excellent psychiatrists who work in child and adolescent mental health services and other health professionals who are working their hearts out this very morning even as they hear this deluge of media reports and 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 yet they, they feel that perhaps they're not being facilitated to give all that they could do all that they can so there is a lot of a lot of skill out there a lot of dedication out there in the CAM services uh, but there is this recruitment problem which is absolutely eating okay. away at the heart of our health service. Brendan Kelly, Professor of Psychiatry at Trinity College Dublin, author of In Search of Madness. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.